0: to my voice. Realm presents Bullet Catcher, season three, episode five. A day in the life in Watertown.
1: It's night in Watertown. Everywhere, the windows and doors have been nailed shut. All the lights down Main Street are darkened. Behind the boarded-up windows, peeking through the cracks, Nack senses the townsfolk, too frightened to sleep, with their guns and pitchforks and knives gripped tightly in sweaty hands. He and Rayner sit on the boardwalk, outside the sheriff's office, looking up at the steep plateau lording over the small town, its top haloed in cloud and mist. Knack checks his watch. It's half past two in the morning and his heart, thumping like a bass drum, begins to quiet. It's this way every night now. The threat of the gunslingers. When he first notices the sound, it's so low and quiet he thinks it's the beating of his own heart in his ears. But, no, the sound is coming from the plateau, a low, steady drumming. A line of lights appears from the mist snaking down the steep trail carved into the side of the plateau. They watch it trail down and spill out into the desert. Dozens of riders carrying torches. We should find cover, Raynor says. They head inside the sheriff's office, closing and barring the door as the first horses rumble down Main Street. They watch from the cracks between the boards over the windows. At the head of the pack is Raziel. She pulls up her horse outside the office and stares at the building like she can sense Snack watching her. I'm calling you out, Sheriff. If you value the lives of the citizens of this town, you'll come and face me. Knack begins to stand, but Rainer grabs his shoulder. She'll kill you if you go out there. If she wanted to kill me, she'd have done so the other night. She knows she has an audience now. It could be that's what she wants. They watch through the window as Rosiel beckons one of her riders. She says something to him. Too low to hear... The rider nods, raises his torch high over his head, and flings it onto the roof of Rado's general store. The building erupts in flame. We'll start burning the houses next, Raziel says calmly. I have no choice, Nax says. He opens the door and steps into the street. Rainer watches from the doorway, hidden in shadow, his gun drawn. Down the street, a door slams open and out runs Rado, carrying his wash basin in his arms, sloshing water over his shirt and pants. Get back inside, Knack yells. But it's too late. One of the gunslingers draws a bead on him. The sound of a gun cracks the night. The gunslinger's shooter snaps out of his hand in a spray of blood and sparks. Gun smoke drifts from the barrel of the revolver sticking out from the darkened sheriff's office. Rainer steps into the reddened torchlight. A dozen guns snap up, all pointed at him the wounded man whimpers and clutches his injured hand. Raziel raises her fist. No one fires. The sound of hammers cocking fills the air like chirping crickets. Raziel gives her horse a kick and the animal approaches Raynor. The rich boy turned traitor. Why am I not surprised you'd end up in a place like this? Raynor stays silent, his face pinched in a scowl. Your mother will be worried for you. I'd hate to deliver bad news to her. Enough, Raziel, Nack says. Deliver whatever message you've come to deliver. Very well, she says gravely. So quick that Nack doesn't register it until it's too late, Raziel draws a revolver from her belt, aims it at his chest, and squeezes the trigger. He falls back into Raynor's arms. She spins her gun on her finger and tucks it back into her waistband posse of gunslingers shoot their guns into the air, filling the street with smoke and the chatter of their revolvers. Then, Raziel raises her arm, and the gunslingers fall into formation and ride out of town. She lingers behind a moment longer. Raina, the gunslingers will be waiting for your return. And then she turns and gallops away. The townsfolk have formed a bucket brigade leading from the river to the general store, but the flames grow higher. Rainer cradles Nack's head in his arms. He presses his fingers to his neck, checking for a pulse, and to his surprise, there it is, as strong as ever. Nack's eyes jolt open. He turns on his side and coughs, taking in deep lungfuls of air like he'd forgotten how to breathe without choking. Nack pulls open his shirt, scattering buttons in the dirt. His chest is bruised, black and yellow, but there's no blood. Raynor's eyes fall on the sheriff's badge, crumpled at Nack's feet. He picks it up and examines it, The five-sided piece of metal folded over Raziel's bullet like the fingers of a hand. Nack takes it from Raynor and holds it in his hand in amazement. It's a miracle, he says quietly. No, Raynor says, getting to his feet. If she wanted you dead, she would not have missed. Then what, just another message. Get out or die. Rainer finally holsters his gun and heads back inside the sheriff's station. Nack watches the bucket line throw water on the flames. Slowly, the fire dies. Then he picks himself up and follows Rainer in. Finding him sitting behind the desk, the bottle of snake bite Nack keeps in his bottom drawer in his hands. He pours two glasses and pushes one over to Nack. Taking the drink, Nack stares hard at Rainer. She said the gunslingers will be waiting for you. "'What did she mean by that? "'I thought you'd only heard stories about her.' Raynor slugs a drink and pours himself another. "'She's my godmother. "'I come from a long line of gunslingers. "'During the war, my mother served in her regiment. "'When the fighting was over, "'my mother retired from the gunslingers "'and made a fortune manufacturing munitions. "'But they stayed close. "'I joined the gunslingers when I was old enough. "'It was what was expected.' They made sure I was assigned to Raziel's regiment, just like my mother. It's there that I saw exactly what she's capable of. It's where I learned just what would be expected of me if I remained a gunslinger. So, I left. I found this place. I fell in love with Nico. And that's the end of it. Why didn't you tell me? Raynor looks up at him and feigns a smile. Because I didn't want anyone to know that I was on a first-name acquaintance with a mass murderer. That kind of thing tends to damage a person's reputation. If you know her, then you'll know her weakness? She has none. None that I've ever seen. The sun rises without either of them sleeping. Max stands aside watching the townspeople pick through the debris inside the general store, throwing anything that was ruined into the street outside. Raynor comes up and hands him a cup of coffee. We need to call a town meeting, Nack says. It's already done. Nack flashes him a look. Rayner shrugs. In the army, you learn to anticipate. He heads over to help Rado. Nack watches him. He feels guilty for that voice in his head telling him not to trust Rayner. She'd said... The gunslingers will be waiting. Inside the town hall, light streams in through the cracks in the boarded-up windows, throwing blades of yellow and orange across the faces of the townsfolk as they talk amongst themselves, waiting for Nack to begin the meeting. The air inside the room is electric with fear. We are not abandoning Watertown, Knack says, rising from his seat and leaning over the table toward the mob. The room goes silent. Knack clears his throat, a little surprised. Seems like a lifetime ago when he would rattle off his half-drunken speeches to his irregulars around the nightly bonfires, when he could look around the flame and see the eyes of his family enwrapped by him. He'd forgotten how it felt. But even now, he looks around the room and, here and there, scattered amongst the faces he still mostly counts as strangers, are those of his family. Rado, and Zephyr, and Dios... They look at him as though it's been a long time since they've seen one another. And maybe it's true. When Emma left, it felt like she had taken a piece of him with her. But now here it is. That part of him he'd thought stolen and perhaps she hadn't taken it at all. Maybe he'd simply forgotten it in the midst of his loneliness and grief. A woman in the back pushes her way through the crowd until she stands only a few feet away. She's short, brown skin, Her lips chapped and hands calloused, as though no amount of comfort could make up for the hardship she endured before coming to Watertown. And what about the children? It's not a question. What happens to them when your pride kills us all? It's not pride. This town means something. It means something to everyone who came to this place hoping for something better. It won't mean nothing if we die here. We can try again somewhere else. We're not fighters. We're farmers and shop owners and carpenters. All I'm saying is that I'm not going anywhere, and anyone who wants to stay and protect this place, I will count as my brother or sister. Those who want to leave, you are welcome to. Your homes will be waiting for you to return. As for the children, Rainer pipes up, we'll send them with those who leave. That way, come what may, they'll be safe. All we have to do is hold out until Cass and Nico return with the Makulata. says. When the bullet catcher returns... She'll drive off the gunslingers once and for all. So what do we do till then? Rado asks. Nax silently thanks him for changing the subject. For now, Rainer will gather the people looking to leave. The gunslingers will likely return tonight. We need to get all of them out of town before then. Rado, spread the word through town that if you ain't leaving, you're fighting. All around the north side of town... Men and women with shovels and picks and hoes scratch out a shallow trench. Max stops to wipe his brow and take a drink of water. Wagons line the street, piled high with everything from furniture to heirlooms to chests of clothes, ready to depart. Inside or up top the wagon sit sleepy-eyed children without any sense of what's going on, and mothers and fathers cradling infants, the firstborn children of Watertown, the ones who have... Until this moment, known nothing other than full bellies and enough water to drink. Mac watches, thinking how that's all about to change. And how, if things go sideways, at least they'll have gotten a taste of what it means to have plenty. And maybe it won't all be for nothing if one or two of them remember that feeling. Somewhere deep in their soul. So that when they're old enough, they can try for something like what they had in Watertown. Rainer is talking to one of the people up in the driver's seat of the last wagon in the line. He sees Nack watching and jogs over. Everyone is set to go. Nack looks up through the mist at the pale sun, beginning to sink in the western sky. We better get to it, then, he says. Rainer stares into his eyes. It shouldn't be me who leads them. I'm more useful here. We have enough people, and you'll be back before long. That's bullshit, and you know it. You haven't looked me in the eye since I told you about Raziel. knock watches the people busy themselves around the wagons. The gunslingers will be waiting for you. Raziel's words are like a splinter in his mind. I'm just trying to do what's best for everyone. Well, you're doing a piss-poor job of it. Knack stares straight ahead. You better get moving. Raynor shakes his head and jogs back to the wagons. The caravan rolls out of town, disappearing quickly down the track in a cloud of sand and dust. Nack watches them for what he knows to be too long a time. Already the day is mostly done, and there is plenty to do. Deep down, he wonders if he's doing the right thing, sending Raynor away. But right or wrong, he knows that whatever happens tonight, he'll feel better not having to look over his shoulder to double-check there isn't a gun pointed at his back. His mother taught him well to never trust a gunslinger. He fixes his hat on his head, grabs his shovel, and gets back to
0: digging. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. shopify.com slash realm you can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything you might shop while working eating or even listening to this podcast and however you shop we all know and love the thrill of the hunt but do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals because rakuten shoppers do With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back and you can get it too. start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in and getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top.
1: Those who can shoot are stationed on roofs. They've attached hoses to the water pumps, and there are teams of people ready to put out any fires, and more teams of people ready to defend them. The trench has been dug as deep as they could possibly make it, and canvas tarps have been spread across, dusted with dirt. In the dusky light, it is nearly invisible. Knack surveys the trail leading down the side of the plateau through binoculars. From behind the barricade that stretches the width of Main Street, They built the barricades from barrels full of water and sand, wagons too broken or old to leave town turned on their sides, and just about any other piece of furniture that could be hauled into the street. Beside him, Rado sits with his back against the barricade, his eyes closed, an old rifle gripped tightly in his bony hands. None of these people are fighters. Even the ones that used to be aren't anymore. They're too old too tired of fighting, too committed to what they had thought would be a new, different, more peaceful chapter in their lives. And yet, here they all are, ready as they'll ever be, fear painted on their faces like it won't ever come off. Even that woman from the town hall meeting who challenged him. There she is, peeking through the spokes of one of the wagons, a revolver held awkwardly in her hands. And now there is a bit of him that wishes Rainer were there because at least Rainer knows how to fight. The last light folds like a sheet over the rim of the earth, and the sky turns a dark blue-black. Like clockwork, a line of torches emerges from the cloud cover and begins winding its way down the side of the plateau. Not long now. Here they come, someone says in a growl in a whisper. Listen up, everyone, Knack calls out. In no time, the gunslingers will be upon us. If we can keep them on the other side of the trench, we have a good shot at driving them off. Remember, each and every one of you is as much a piece of this town as the buildings themselves. Without you, our loved ones won't be returning to the same place they left. So, I don't want to see anyone trying to be a hero or taking unnecessary risks. Either we all get there together, or we die alone. His words drift down the darkened street and are swallowed up by the silence. Nack goes back to watching the gunslingers. Nice speech, Knack, Rado says with a wry grin. Though maybe next time you don't end with how we're all going to die alone. Nack grumbles and looks through his binoculars. Let's hope there is a next time. The gunslingers are still a long way off when the ground starts rumbling. There are more of them this time, 50, maybe more. Nat can't tell, but it's a lot. Watertown has the numbers, nearly two to one, even with everyone they sent away, but he knows it's not enough. And he also knows that the gunslingers wouldn't have sent this many people if they didn't want to make good on their promise of killing every last one of them and burning Watertown to the ground. The gunslingers line up on horseback a few hundred yards outside town. Front and center, Raziel sits atop her black steed, her rifle slung over her shoulder. The horses tamp at the ground and wrestle with their harnesses, eager to gallop. The air is tense. Nack finds himself willing them to ride on, for them not to see the trench. From somewhere atop the roofs comes a gun blast, and one of the riders besides Raziel jolts in her seat and slumps forward against her horse. The other riders fight with their horses, struggling to keep them calm. Raziel sits, unflinching. Then, as quick as a viper strike, she heaves a rifle off her back. Plants it against her shoulder, looks down the sight, and squeezes the trigger. Fire erupts from the muzzle of the gun. Atop the roof comes a sound like someone getting punched square in the chest. The silhouette of a body slides down the airframe, frame, clangs off the awning, and lands with a thump in the dirt, their limbs twisted at broken angles. The thundering sound of horses draws Nack's attention back to the front, where the gunslingers have broken away from the line and are galloping toward town. Nack sends up a silent thank you to the dead shooter. Don't shoot until I give the command, he calls. All around comes the sound of hammers being pulled back. Nack watches the approaching gunslingers with excitement and dread until he realizes he can't find Raziel among them. Scanning past the horses, he finds her, still sitting astride her horse, the butt of her rifle planted against her thigh, sticking straight up like a lance. She's held back the majority of the force. Now she gives a wave and a large swath of the gunslingers breaks from the path and heads not straight for town, but around the side of it. Knack puts his fingers to his mouth and lets out a piercing whistle. One of the shadows on the roof turns in his direction, and Knack signals to the flanking gunslingers. Three shadows rise from where they had lain prone on the roof and slide down the far side. A moment later there is the sound of a bottle breaking and a line of fire erupts, traveling the length of the town and wrapping around the back toward the water where they had set a line of fuel and tinder earlier that day. As long as the wind doesn't change and blow the flames toward the buildings, that should hold them off for a little longer. Beyond the barricades, the horses are still coming. Moonlight breaks through the clouds and mist and shines brightly over Watertown. Knack is horrified to find that the wind has blown the dirt off the canvas covering the trench, making it shine against the dull earth all around it. But the gunslingers don't seem to notice. They're 50 yards out. Now 30. Now 10. And just at the moment they would cross over the trap, Mac closes his eyes, unable to watch. The next thing he hears is the horses falling into the trench, a terrible breaking of bone, the astonished yelps of the gunslingers as they're flung from their saddles. And when he opens his eyes, there they are. All of the gunslingers crushed among their horses in the trench, or sprawled in the dirt before the barricade. A single horse managed to jump the barricade. It bucks and kicks in a circle, frightened by the noise and its panicked rider. And it's nothing at all even for these non-fighters to stick their pistols and ancient rifles through the spaces of the barricade and pick off the injured and surprised gunslingers. The last rider slumps off his saddle, and the horse takes the opportunity to retreat, leaping back over the trench and a way to safety. A couple townsfolk climb over the barricade to finish off the last of the gunslingers tangled up in the trench before Nack can say anything, they are picked off by the gunslingers holding the line. A bugle sounds loudly, and here comes the rest of them, with Raziel at the front. She points up at the roofs, and a moment later, gunfire peppers the eaves, and the shooters stationed there tumble off the sides to safety. She points at the barricade and the gunslingers on either side of her light bottles and cock their arms, ready to throw. All around Nack, the fighters of Watertown look to him, asking with their eyes what to do. Hold your fire until I give the order, he calls. The gunslingers charge for the barricade, crossing the space in seconds. The townspeople fidget with anticipation. The gunslingers leap over the trench. Now, Knack yells. The townspeople fire. <laughs> Raziel gives a signal and the gunslingers let fly their firebombs. The barricade bursts into flames as the bombs rain down. The air fills with smoke. And then the barricade explodes in flame and wood shrapnel as Raziel's horse and a dozen or more gunslingers burst over the top of it. Knack hits a dirt. He knows without looking that they weren't able to take out enough of them. Now they're cornered between the barricade and the horses. The townspeople on the line turn to face the gunslingers. Drop your weapons, Raziel shouts. Knack still has the numbers, but he knows each gunslinger could take out at least a dozen of his people before eating a bullet. On the perimeter of town... The fires lit earlier have died down, and the gunslingers who tried to flank them appear from the far side to meet back up with Raziel. Do as she says, Nack orders, and the townspeople almost gratefully drop their guns. Raziel scans the faces. Where's Rainer? He's gone. Raziel's eyes narrow. No.
2: He's here.
1: The moment she utters those words, One of the gunslingers behind her lifts their gun at one of their compatriots and pulls the trigger. The gunslingers in the center erupt in panic as the riders who'd circled around turn on Raziel and her posse. As if right on cue, the townspeople waiting down by the river with hoses emerge from between the buildings and turn the water on the gunslingers, knocking them from their horses. Raziel spins her rifle like a club, knocking one of the traders from their horse, then another, but now she's outnumbered and it's hard to tell who's who in the mayhem. She raises her fist in the air, and she and a handful of other gunslingers scatter, leaping back over the barricade or galloping the far way out of town. It all lasts moments. The hoses are turned off. The traitorous gunslingers are shaking hands with one another. The one at the front, dressed in a stetson, dark clothes and bandoliers, and a black kerchief over his mouth, leaps from his horse and walks over to Nack, still lying in the dirt. He reaches down, offers him his hand, and pulls Knack to his feet. What? Why? Knack asks, not knowing what to say. The man pulls down his kerchief. It's Rainer. Nack can only look at him in shock. And now he recognizes the other riders. They aren't gunslingers at all, but some of the people he'd sent away earlier that day. And now he's starting to put it together. They must have come back to help and caught the gunslingers who tried to flank them off guard, disguised themselves in their clothes. How, how did you take out the other gunslingers? It was all Rainer, one of the returning townspeople says. We just followed his lead. Rainer smiles. I told you you'd
0: need me. You're listening to Bullet Catcher Season 3 by Joaquin Lowe. Produced by Realm, your portal to another world. Listen away.
2: Hi, I'm Alexis Ohanian. You may know me as one of the co-founders of Reddit, but more recently, a large part of my identity is being a father to my two wonderful daughters. In my podcast, Business Dad, I'm hoping to open up the conversation about balancing careers and family. The one thing I constantly hear successful people say, without fail, is that they wish they'd spent more time with their kids. That's time no one can get back. So I decided to create Business Dad to engage in the conversation about how we're spending our time now, providing a forum for successful dads to share their joys and challenges of being a working parent. You'll get to hear from a wide range of business dads, from Rain Wilson and Guy Raz to Todd Carmichael and Shane Battier. And while this podcast will talk about business and will definitely be featuring dads, I think everyone can learn something from these incredible conversations as we unpack the expectations we all have about careers, relationships, and ourselves. Business Dad is available now, so be sure to listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Catcher is written by Joaquin Lowe, produced by Marco Palmieri, and executive produced by Molly Barton. Performed by Inez del Castillo. Audio produced, directed, and designed by Amanda Rose Smith. Additional editing by Corey Barton. Original theme composed by Hashem Asadolahi, with performances by Justin Morel and Josh Deutsch. Cover art by Christine Barcelona.